0: Well, hey. Hi. Hello. What's up? It's us, Chris, a.k.a. Tom Rubrito, and Nate, a.k.a. Little Teapot, uh, back with another brand spanking new. That's right, spanking new episode of Space Time Taco. You know what? You know what? Be helpful if I had started recording. (laughs) I wanted to do the the (laughs) virtual cam, or not do virtual cam and just record, but instead I decided to say, Fuck it and just go. So instead, we're not going to record because I already started part of it. So fuck it. <laughs> mm. Nate, I'll put on virtual cam so you can see me. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, virtual cam.
1: <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Um, yeah, Nate, how you doing? Everything good? Life, life I'm good? Doing. All the That's all, all right. things, yeah. Um, well, it is. It's been. I don't know. I, I, you you've watched more things than me, I guess. Uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe not. Um, are you caught up on
1: Trigon? I am caught up on Trigon. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Um, let me let me just put that in here real quick. Was that episode nine and ten? Yeah. Yes. Uh, to, it was almost almost something that we'd never forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow, hold on. You never mind, no, we'll get to that later. I'm just looking at what you've played. Uh there's one <laughs> thing we both have played, and really we can just go through that from the beginning, um, because it is one of the bigger release news things. So we'll kick uh Aha, look at you. It's no context recommendations, but close. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> Um No P context recommendations. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so this past week, um Capcom had a little little showing kind of thing. Um I'll be honest, I don't know if they really talked or showed
1: anything else off. Um I'm sure they showed some Street Fighter stuff. I think so. <laughs> it's so yeah.
0: it's so sad that like they had a I mean, whole you... event and I don't think I've seen anybody talk about anything except for the the uh, Resident Evil 4 remake dem- demo.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's what people want to play the most. Like, Street Fighter is out there and it's popular, but it's... I mean, as a fighting game, it's got a niche. I think RE4 was like when Resident Evil took off to, like, universal appeal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting it's not easy to fucking go through goddamn certain websites, updated uh i guess navigation i don't know if you go to a search bar and you type in a thing it shouldn't be only going to show you movies entertainment whatever it uh, her her um (laughs) yeah i was just trying to find like a quick everything oh here we go everything announced at the capcom spotlight um we got an Exo Primal release date, which is that weird dinosaur hunting game that isn't uh, Dino Crisis. Um, yep. It's coming to all the consoles except for Place or except for Nintendo on July fourteenth. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, um, if you are a Monster Hunter fan, uh, is coming to PlayStation yeah. and Xbox this April, April twenty eighth. Uh, Ghost Trick, which was announced on the Nintendo um, live stream a couple weeks back. Uh, is launching on the thirtieth. It's a remake of a, I want to say, 3DS game. Might have been a DS game. I don't remember. Um, Street Fighter announced a new commentator, Hikaru Takahashi. Uh, okay. Um, new content coming to the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Uh, damn. 499 patch cards that were exclusive in japan that's crazy that's actually kind of awesome for people that love that that the stuff that was only available in japan as physical collectibles 499 cards um mm-hmm. that one's actually kind of cool um not a fan of those games because it's a, a one of those weird strategy lane game things lane <laughs> lane not lame um <laughs> So, yeah, that's really everything they announced. They didn't announce any fighters. Oh, they did announce um, Resident Evil Death Island movie. will have Jill Valentine because I guess Resident Evil has maybe decided no more more live action. We're just doing animated because those are at least passable.
1: Uh (laughs) Just don't give your video game properties to Paul W.S. Anderson and you'll probably be okay.
0: Yeah, Um, but anyway, all that. Just to get out of the way, so we can talk about the most important, not most important, the meatiest of the announcements, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake's special demo. Um, it's just called the Chainsaw Demo, which is a untimed, you can play through it as many times as you want. It's not like you only have however long to get through it, um, but a untimed demo you can play through multiple times. There are multiple... Uh, I don't remember if you can actually choose the difficulty initially but there is like a thing like a RNG thing where if you launch it randomly it'll say hey do you want to play it on this weird difficulty mode um that you can't choose you just have to keep starting it up over and over again uh i guess that's like the super difficult mo- mode aka the difficulty that i would never ever play a video game on <laughs> cuz i like to enjoy things nate I don't like to hate myself while playing a game. Do you ever finish, uh... You're completely muted. Okay. What about now? Okay, you're good. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think you need a new headset. For some reason, that mute thing does not like you. I guess not. Um. Oh, uh... I was about to say, have you? did you ever beat Dishonored 2?
1: <laughs> did I ever beat Dishonored 2? No, I haven't beat Dishonored 2. <laughs> Uh, it's in my backlog. It's a game I intend to replay because...
0: is that, Was it Dishonored or Dishonored 2 that you were like, I am immediately going to go for the hardest difficulty possible?
1: Oh no, it wasn't the hardest difficulty. In Dishonored 1, I did a completely no non-lethal playthrough of the game. Yeah, okay. Which, even on easy mode, makes the game significantly more challenging because, yeah. like, if someone spots you... There's like a fraction of a second to take them down. <laughs> yeah, and that, um,
0: that's that's why I say you play it on. You play it once to get get the mm-hmm. rhythm, and then you can go back and do it. Because I think I have. I know I did, and maybe not the full game, but I know there's a. I got the, like, completely silent assassin or whatever the fuck it's called on a couple of levels. Um, mm-hmm. I also got the happy ending. Nice. I say happy because you know.
1: <laughs> As happy as it can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it's not completely dark outside, and you don't murder literally everyone. Um, I know it's a rare thing for me, <laughs> uh, although that is what I got on my first playthrough. Um, on purpose. Uh, <laughs> but no, back to it. Resident Evil 4, um, which I don't know how you feel about it. I know, it, to me, it's my personal favorite, but that's also because it's the only one that I really actually played. I tried the early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, the tank controls killed it for me. Uh, mm mm-hmm. And this was obviously the first real departure from that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Was, well, this, was this always high on your Resident Evil list?
1: I mean, it's high up there because RE4 is my favorite of all time. Um, I don't know if Remake will have the same sort of charm that made RE4 my favorite. RE4 was goofy. Yeah. It was kind of the thing that made me enjoy it. Is The characters were over the top. Everyone was fucking ridiculous.
0: I hear I didn't personally get to it I don't think so mm-hmm. um maybe I don't remember um I hear that he still has the where's everybody going bingo line
1: he does have that okay line. um he's got a lot of he's got a lot of jokes in the game um there is <laughs> there is that first level you play in the remake is sort of a very detailed recreation of the level you played in classic RE4. Yeah, with some updates to it. Like the first house with the very first Ganado you meet uh, didn't have a basement. In the original it's just a single room shack that you kind of just went through. You kill that guy and you cleared. You were done. Yeah. Now it they've updated it so that way you get a lot more atmosphere. You're introduced to the world a little bit more. Um, but when you get to the actual like village portion, that's a total recreation of the original village with mm-hmm. one secret area where you can grab, actually I found a TMP very early on in this demo and use that. I
0: don't even know what that means. Um,
1: it's a little submachine gun. Um, oh
0: shit, really? That would have made that a lot yeah. easier.
1: The um, And then of course the house with the shotgun, you can find that in there too. Um, but there is, when I say it's a recreation, there was something you could do in the classic game that you also do in this game. There's a barn with a cow in it. There's a lantern over top of the cow. If you shoot the cow, it will light the cow on fire, which makes it run, and if anything's in front of it, it just demolishes whatever's in front of it. Oh, okay. Um, And Leon does have a voice line, which is, I'll bill you for the damages. Um, (laughs) So they're keeping some of that charm in the original game. It's less. The remake feels more grounded and more atmospheric Mm than RE4 Classic.
0: And it is running um, on the same engine as uh, the other remix. The, uh, the, yeah. was to just the RE engine? engine? Yeah. Yeah. Which, the RE engine, which... I 100% from what I've seen, I, it looks fucking great. Um, oh, yeah. Like, because I remember what it looked like back on the GameCube and just this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look how shiny his hair is. He's using Pantene Plus. <laughs> um, and it's it's, it's also just, disgusting and, and horrifying at the same time.
1: Uh, no, it's extremely horrifying, but it's... That sort of visual upgrade, I don't think they could get away with doing a remake without it. But I'm glad that they did it because if we just go back to like RE7, mm-hmm. right? Um, whole new take on RE, whole departure from RE6. But the atmosphere in that game was always so tense. You fought very few enemies in that game. Oh, really? <laughs> but like, you were like, danger oh, yeah, was like you know around. It. I forgot. Yeah, about you that. just, you just felt like danger was around every corner. In, in some cases, it was. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, this is a great... From what I played of the demo, this is just a great overall remake of RE4. I think people who were fans of the original RE4 are going to love it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even if you want to try it, you can still download the original RE4 on modern consoles today. Like, it's available.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is on a lot still, which is... I, I saw a lot of people kind of be like, what is the reason why why do we need a remake of this when it's available and so much still and i mean technically the other games were too um, yeah one obviously there's the the obvious answer of we could make money hi we're capcom mm-hmm. we can make money off of this um, mm-hmm. the other thing is like i like the idea of them bringing the classic or the the classic games and again that means 1 through 4 nothing beyond that fuck that um <laughs> But if you bring one through four into a more modern setting or modern stylized look uh, and one, have them all kind of have the same look, um, Mm -hmm. which, sure, in a lot of cases, you're like, oh, we want diversity in in how a game looks and all that. But for two remake, three remake, excuse me, and uh, now four to obviously be built on the same engine and look different. Mm-hmm. Um, do they play the same, or because uh, I know it's still a little bit not tanky, but um, mm-hmm. you're still constrained by like those small rooms or in hallways mm-hmm. and everything in the, in the two and three, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean it plays similar to what I remember. I will say I've been playing through RE2 remake on the stream, and this is really my sort of full experience to RE2 because I never really played the original all that much. Mm-hmm. Those tank controls don't bother me so much anymore now that I've played something like Signalis, which has those yeah. controls in it. But, um, you know, there are things I like about it and things I don't like so much about it. Um, but that update, when when we say remake and we talk about the reasons for it, I think to what like Dead Space did with their remake is the Dead Space remake is not just we updated the graphics and you're playing the same game. The mm. Dead Space remake has mechanics that were brought over from other dead space games so (laughs) the next tab yes yeah i'm like Um, oh yeah that's uh
0: speaking of mechanics real quick just because of that because it happened on the video if you're watching the video portion of this um the stealth
1: mechanic was that a thing no okay that's what i thought when you first approached this village in the classic game it was just fight Right, fight until the bell rings. Yeah, that was it. You
0: could still you could mm-hmm. still go around the corner and hide for a little mm-hmm. bit, but the moment you murdered somebody, it was only, it was like they did the like body snatchers
1: everybody mm-hmm. attack him. Um Yes. But um
0: So it's interesting nope. that they add uh, <laughs> they added a a element of um whatchamacallit? Uh stuff to yeah. it.
1: Oh yeah. But um in the Dead Space Remake, like I was saying, they updated everything from just a mechanical perspective, bringing over mechanic like the zero G mechanics from Dead Space Two, as opposed to what they were in the original Dead Space, where you just kind of had a point jump from place to place. Now you have full zero G control in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, they added this whole peeling system to the enemies now, where you can literally just see like body parts start coming off of the enemies as you're doing damage to them. Um, and they gave you a vocal Isaac, which wasn't a thing in Dead Space One. Oh, so, he was a silent
0: antagonist. <laughs> that's right.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, you know. When they say update, they really updated a lot for that game, and that's what they're doing for these games. RE2 Remake is a complete departure from the mechanics of the classics, and it, to me, it makes that game better. It makes it more approachable mm-hmm. for people. Um, same thing with this remake. I mean, we can see, of course, that the laser sight is gone. I don't know. Maybe they'll reintroduce that at some point. It might they be a pickup. It might be a pickup, but... Um, but with the crosshair aiming, like it's less needed now. RE4 didn't have a crosshair in it. The laser sight was how you aimed. I, I um, will say, uh,
0: this, the, the, uh, oh, yeah. the fucking face, love that. Dr.
1: Salvador. <laughs> um, yes, his canonical name is Dr. Salvador, and he is a much creepier motherfucker in this this time. If you look at his bag from the side profile, you can see that it's actually thinner. So there have been fan theories. Yeah. There have been fan theories that his face has basically been like eaten by the lost Plagas, and this is like in an attempt to save himself for the villagers trying to save him, covered up his face with a bag. Okay.
0: (laughs) Um... Interesting. Um Okay. Yeah, I uh I don't know. It's one of those things there's obviously a lot that they could update it's uh, over Mm. when did that fucking game come out two thousand? Six. now I'm trying to remember just off the top of my head um it feels like a 2006 game might have been a little bit I know it was GameCube and I remember playing it in my dad's house which kind of lines up with that it was
1: 2005 actually Ooh, there you right,
0: cool. Um yeah it's one of those things where I one I, I'm not good at the game I know for a fact that I'm not good <laughs> at the game uh two playing it with uh keyboard and not keyboard uh controller. Just a controller and nothing else. I didn't even switch over to mouse and keyboard. I kind of wanted to. I probably Mm should have. I probably would have survived a little bit longer, because like we talked about, mentioned earlier before we started streaming, um, the sensitivity, the default sensitivity is fucking ridiculous. Oh,
1: yeah. Um.
0: I mean, yeah,
1: it's something something that someone like me might get used to over time, but, um, for me who has not played a, a shooter on a fucking
0: console in I don't remember the last time. Uh yeah, yeah. no.
1: <laughs> well, in this case I found that the the combat in this game in the remake is for me harder than it is in the original. And that's mm-hmm. not even just because of the sensitivity issue. It seems like enemies are a lot harder to kill now. Um Either that, or your pistol just has way less damage than it used to, at least starting out. Yeah, as um, well
0: as the um, your knife uh, degrades. Yeah. It doesn't. It's yeah. not a forever knife. It is a you use this too much and you fucked.
1: Yeah, they, that's something they put in, um, RE2 remake actually as really? well. So you get, yeah, you'll get a combat knife, but it does degrade over time, and you can find more as you progress through the game, but. Um, the only way to get a permanent one is to find a certain collectible throughout RE2 Remake and then play through the game again with a permanent knife. Jesus Um, Christ. But the knife is... What I like about the knife that they've done in RE4 Remake is they've added utility to the knife um, that it didn't have before. In the original Resident Evil, it was kind of just, A, a way to open boxes, and B, a way to kind of like your last ditch if you were just completely sapped for ammo Mm -hmm. during a fight. Um... Now, it has a couple different uses. Of course, you still have basic combat with slashes. If you aim with it, you actually do a forward stab, which can stagger enemies. Really? Especially if you knife them, like, right in the face. Ooh. Um, Other than that, uh, when you get grabbed, in the original game, of course, you would just press a button to get out of it as quickly as possible. You can still do that in this game, but if you want a quicker escape, a prompt will come up, and it's right trigger on Xbox, and you can just shank an enemy. Yep. Um... That being said, it will not kill them, even though you stab them, like, right in the fucking neck.
0: <laughs> Unless they're already pretty <laughs> wounded, and then it will. Uh, yeah. I know that for a fact. Haha. <laughs>
1: but uh, you can use the knife as an escape tool, and it also has a parry mechanic in it as well. So you have a brief window of time when an enemy is about to hit you, that, when certain things are about to hit you, that you can parry attacks, including some projectiles like crossbow bolts later in the game, which was shown off in another gameplay trailer. Does it work um, for
0: um, the axes, the axes that people are throwing at you?
1: I think it works for the axes because I, know... I know that it works for the chainsaw, which was a big reveal. Really? Yes. Uh, I, I know things.
0: that it works for. I know you can still um, shoot the axes out of the air. Uh, yep. And I only know that and remember that because both times I've ever done that are by accident. Um, I did it when I originally played the game by accident, and I did it in the the actual footage that plays. That I was playing where I straight up was like, boom, oh, I forgot I could do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, there's, they edit a lot of the stuff from the old game, like location damage is still a very big part of it. Shoot an enemy in the leg and they'll kneel down, you know, shoot an enemy in the head. You'll stagger them, of course, shoot them in the arm if they're carrying something and they'll drop it. Um, And then, of course, the best
0: part about Resident Evil 4 (laughs) is headshots, sure, are great, except for the Mm -hmm. fact that every now and then they become giant tentacle head monsters.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well you still have the the last plagues in the game and they brought back all the flashy melee moves that leon is famous for you do get to uh stagger enemies in roundhouse kick them in the face quite a bit
0: Motherfucker <laughs> no cqc uh,
1: so yeah i mean all around it was a fun demo i'm excited for the main game highly excited for the main game I yeah i looks... finished re2 before that <laughs> yeah
0: it looks fantastic um are you going to play through re3 as well
1: I might play through RE3. I have them both because I got them during a Capcom sale that was going on an Xbox um, as a bundle. The things that I've heard about RE3 Remake, though, a lot of people were disappointed in it because they cut a lot of the original game from RE3 Remake, so it's a much shorter game. Really? Um, yeah, That and there's things like, I am not looking forward to the moment where I run into Mr. X in RE2 Remake. Um I had a hard time just dealing with Jack in RE7. Mm-hmm. I don't like games where I don't, especially survival horror games where an enemy is just constantly pursuing you. Yeah, um, I understand that it's supposed to add to the challenge and make you sort of think on your feet and stuff like that, but I approach survival horror from a it's kind of a strategic angle where, you know, I'm mapping things out, I'm making mental maps in my head, I remember where objects are and keys are I need to unlock stuff. And having that enemy chase me all the time just means I have to do that that much faster and make that many more mistakes on my way there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I, like Like I said, I loved Resident Evil 4, never beat it originally. Um, played this demo, I'm like holy shit, this is, looks great. Plays It plays great too. Um Besides, again, controller. I want to switch to. I would switch to mouse and keyboard if I were to play it more. And I'll be honest: the only reason I played it is so I could capture footage, so I could play it while we were talking about it during the (laughs) podcast. Um, Because I knew it was free. I knew it was pretty easy to get through, um, and I didn't care if I did well because I knew I could get at least show. I could show off the bigger house at the beginning, the town right from the beginning. The recreation of the town, the stealth edition and um, Mm -hmm. I could trigger uh, Chainsaw Man. Um, um, (laughs) That's what I need to do. i got to edit that footage and just have that music start to kick in as he's opening the door.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Look, it's scary enough fighting one crazy guy with one chainsaw. I don't want to fight a guy with three chainsaws.
0: He acts, technically five I, he was gonna say,
1: hmm.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say we have he has we haven't gotten there the pub, I <laughs> maybe i can't remember if they showed off in the first season they um, do okay. He fights
1: uh mr katana in the first season
0: oh that's right yeah um i hate i like as much as i love uh that series i still have not finished the anime only mm-hmm. because uh, because of, i've read it all so it's like i'll eventually get back to it um but no, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. It's coming out, I believe... Hold on. RE4 remake release date. By the way, how could, oh, March 24th, holy shit! Yeah, it's very um, close. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you know, hey, the, they put it out, and Xbox had to push back the release of um, Starfield. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, we're going to just sprinkle random news bits, because we don't really have news. There's nothing really, really massive. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like I just said, uh, Starfield did get pushed back until, I believe, September? Maybe? Yes. Uh, Actually, I think that's the old release date. Did they change it again? I thought they just changed it again.
1: No, no, It still says September 6th, 2023. That's what I'm seeing, but I could have sworn...
0: Oh, no, yeah, it was moved from the first half back to... So it was originally November 11th, which is, you know, 11-11, which is Bethesda's favorite release date for games. Um, then got pushed to the first half of 2023. Now it's back to the September 6th. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's probably because not not RE4 I'll be honest it's not RE4 remake I, you know what it probably is completely honest but Breath of the Wild
1: more than likely
0: it, it's, it's Tears of the Kingdom got a release date has a release date that game is going to suck up everyone's free time people that oh, don't yeah. have a people that don't have a Switch will be hunting a Switch just to play that game Um. so yeah hopefully <laughs> it does come out uh along with that delay announcement, they did announce that um Xbox will not have a E3 presence. They will be doing their showcase again on, I believe I had all this stuff in my head. I gotta write it down instead of using my head because, you know, doesn't work to work. Yep, June eleventh. I was right. Uh Sunday, June eleventh, probably around the same time they normally do it. Um it is gonna be their normal big showcase with Xbox in Bethesda uh and Following that up, they're doing an entire direct focused on Starfield. Um, which I'm excited for. One, I'm excited for the whole presentation. I fucking love. Xbox is always one of our favorites to watch. Um, Dave usually stays awake for all that. He usually falls asleep for the other ones. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, unless there's a new Yarny game. If there's a new Yarny game, he, he wakes the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> so that's the only confirmed date we have for a summer... I'm gonna say... I'm calling it Summer Game Fest. Fuck it. For a Summer Game Fest event. Because uh, <laughs> uh, they normally partner with them anyway. Um, so, you know, as it gets closer to the summertime, we'll probably get more announcements like that. Um, but, hey, you know, June so far. Um, what else What else you've been playing, Nate?
1: Uh, well, I finished Fable 2 sometime last night. Um, Fable 2 is Fable 2. It's very similar to Fable 1, with the exception that I could buy a lot of property, mm-hmm. um, which I did just to earn passive gold as I was playing the game. And at one time you could play multiplayer, or was that 3? Uh, no, there was multiplayer in Fable 2. A lot of the achievements in Fable 2 are um, do this thing or watch another hero do it. Like, one of them is like, have a baby or be present for the birth of another hero's child. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Yes, you can have babies in this game. Um, You can have a whole family in this game, really, if you want to. Um,
0: Nate, that's not the weird part. The weird part is you get an achievement for watching someone have a baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... There's even an achievement for having... <laughs> the achievement says have a debauched bedroom party with multiple participants. <laughs> the game has an achievement for having an orgy. <laughs> um, okay. Alright. But, uh, but, no, I started on Fable 3, and first of all, the transition between the two, just graphically, is night and day. Fable 2 and Fable 1 look very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. The problem with Fable 2 is it went for a more grimdark aesthetic, because it's further in the future. The world is like... Yeah slowly industrializing and bad things have happened between Fable 1 and Fable 2. Um, But it's just it's not very interesting to look at. Um, Fable 3 is much more interesting to look at. The pause mechanic in Fable 3 is ingenious. You don't actually pause the game. You just go back to what's called the Sanctuary which is kind of your hub and you can swap out equipment, you can get different clothing, do all kinds of things in the hub freeform just by hitting start on the controller and then hit start again and go right back to where you were in the main game um that and the whole sort of evolving weapons mechanic they added is pretty neat too um i got all the gifts at the beginning of the game i guess because i had some dlc for it that i didn't know about and oh, some of those no. gifts comes with <laughs> comes with weapons as well the problem with those weapons is the two weapons you were gifted a hammer and a rifle require you do very evil things to upgrade them and i don't want to play an evil character right now come on mate, you can <laughs> um, well, the hammer, for example, is, I think, to unlock one of the augments when it, it's like, kill five people that are in love with you. <laughs> um, so. It's easy to do. <laughs> no, um. No, I played good through the first three games. I'll do an evil playthrough eventually, but I just want to do the good endings to get them out of the way. Um, that being said, Fable 3 is. I mean, it's the same mechanically as the other Fable games for the most part. Um, the way you achieve upgrades and level up your characters is a bit different. I just want to play them so I have the complete story of yeah. the Fable universe in-game.
0: I get that. Um, I'm trying to remember if I played 3. I, I know I played some Fable. I'm not sure how much Fable I played. Uh,
1: well, but when Fable comes- 3, you you do a revolution and then you run a kingdom. So Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, but you gotta run the kingdom. I prefer to play the games where you just get to run around and do the murders. Um... you can still do that while you're running the kingdom. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh... I... Speaking of older games, um... On stream, actually. Obviously, we talked about it, uh... My original plan for last week was to play one of my favorite games from my past. The past. The history. Um... (laughs) from game boy advance uh being golden sun and turns out my my game boy advance was not (laughs) working correctly um so i had to instead bring out my game boy color and play uh some other games so instead i decided you know what fuck it i love super mario land 2 uh six golden coins um it is a game that i played so many times It's a game that kim's played so many times i literally have a physical copy of i i actually have my game (laughs) boy advance in or no sorry my game boy color i have my purple like the see-through game boy color Mm -hmm. with an actual physical copy of uh six golden coins i've played it kim's played it um I definitely did use that to somehow record it and play it on stream. Uh, <laughs> even though it is, it is, I will admit, it is available on, on uh, Switch, so I could technically mm-hmm. play it through there. Um, but until I get a new capture card, I'm going to try and avoid doing that. Because um, it just is not... The one-to-one is not... It's too much of a delay to deal with changing it up mm-hmm. on streams. Um, so, anyway, fuck it. I played Six Golden Coins, and... Uh, Two things. One, I don't remember getting to most of the bosses, but I remember all of the bosses, which is funny to me, except for one, I remember all but one of the bosses. Two, I've never beaten the game, obviously, from not seeing the bosses, uh, which in this stream, I fucking played through the entirety of the game and beat it, um... Wario's Castle, 100% the reason why people make hell levels. Um, Because the way that Wario's Castle works is you start, you have to make it through the entirety of multiple, like, room challenges kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then have to fight two, three, sorry, three different phases, three different boss phases. Um, And this is a Game Boy game. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, kudos to whoever created that exact level uh, because you inspired a whole bunch of assholes that are incredible at creating Mario, Mario levels. Um, (laughs) And I love it. Uh, It's assholes. It's a, it's a term of endearment in this case. Um, (laughs) There's another thing about it. Uh, One, I stand by, it has the best Mario music in any Mario game. Um, If you have not listened to music, highly recommend it. Uh, Speaking on the music, I never played the Outer Space levels. I I played maybe the first and I never beat it or I just don't mm-hmm. remember playing it. But the second space level is has one of the best outer space songs in the game ever. Like it it wow. is up there with the moon theme from fucking uh DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Um why didn't Brento Floss make a, this video game? Was it video game music with lyrics? What was that called? I don't fucking remember. Um, <laughs> but I want to see that. I need lyrics for this level. Uh, I don't remember how it goes right now. I would play it, but I don't want to, you know, just have that playing. Um, but no, I beat it. I'm happy. I, it's the first time I've ever beaten the game um, because of the fact that the last little bit are like the hell levels. I knew I was going to have to keep playing the same thing over and over again, so I got to a certain point, and I made a save state. (laughs) I'm like, I I know I can get through all this other part, and then I'll fuck up right at this one spot, and I don't want to deal with that, so I just save stated it. Um, I have no problem with that. You want to know why? Because if you're playing it now on a Switch, you can do that. No, Sorry, not save Mm -hmm. state. You can literally... Actually, you can save state, but you can also just rewind. Like... On the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, you can rewind your game. So, like, if you're in the middle of a level and you die, it's like, nah, I could have made that jump. You just rewind before you made the jump. Um, gotcha. So that's why I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. I highly recommend it. If you have not played one of the older Mario games... Um, fucking, that's my childhood. Did you have that game growing up?
1: No, not really. Um... Not My a Game boy, boy Color was almost explicitly used for Pokemon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> this here's the thing: I played this on Brick, on the Brick. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't know, if you're out there in in uh, uh, I don't know Twitch land, YouTube land, in podcast world, um, it's just it's a whole world, not a land. Uh, there was a Game Boy. That was once released. That was massive. And it looked like a giant grey brick. With a... Basically impossible to see screen. um, That we played the shit out of. We played so much time. We had lights as close as they could to the screen. Without burning ourselves. Sometimes depending on if it was a desk light that got really hot. We would also burn ourselves. Um... (laughs) <laughs> they had this little worm light that you could put in it, and it would make a light. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that might have been Game Boy Color. Yeah, I think that was Game Boy Color. That was Game I Boy that. Color. Yeah.
1: Back on the original brick, you had an attachment yeah. that fit over the back of it. Jesus. And uh, it was a magnifier and light combo. Um, this is before, for anyone who doesn't get what we're really talking about here, this is before the age of backlit screens. Yeah. Um Even cell phones at the time the Game Boy launched did not have backlit screens. The most advanced screen technology at the time was probably LCD, which at that time cost thousands of dollars, and nowadays is considered garbage compared to what we have, but the original Game Boy had dot matrix screen tech on it. Like, that's how we played games. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: it looked like, if you're on screen, it looked like this, and we loved it. Yeah. We didn't care.
1: like, this thing, I think it took two AA batteries, right? I think it took four AA batteries. There were four AA's, okay. So it wasn't until we got to, like, the color in the pocket that we got down to two batteries. Yeah. Um, um, God, yeah, This thing, ate AA batteries. <laughs> if you sat down and played this thing for, like, three hours straight, you were swapping out batteries. That and the was, only that way was... you knew
0: <laughs> is if this little guy up here started blinking, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, no, I got to get a battery soon. Um, yeah. And hopefully you were playing the game that you didn't have to worry about, like, saving, or, uh, you know, you could save on certain games, but there were some games that was like, you start, you play, the moment you stop playing, you gotta start over again. Um, well, that's
1: why conversion kits for these things exist now. Also,
0: (laughs) if I remember correctly, it also had a spot, yeah, I think you could plug it in. I think you could have a, a, there was a brick that you could attach, plug it in. There was an
1: adapter you could plug it in with, um... But this was also before the age of rechargeable batteries, so you did not want to, I think, I'm not sure, I'll have to look this up, if there was a warning on it that said not to plug it in while you still had batteries inside of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like um, you could
0: plug it in and quickly take the batteries out.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, that was a different time. Um, from there we have, <laughs> we evolved to, you know, the pocket, so the micro, the color, the advance, and so on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I'm just thinking of all the old shit that we had to deal with back in the day we loved it there's nothing we we didn't love about it Um, because like that's how we got where we are
1: there's nothing we didn't love about it but we also grew up with that technology when there wasn't much better out there I mean your alternative to that was the Game Gear which did have was technically a better quality system overall but it was much more expensive and fewer of them but i say it's a better quality console i mean it had better hardware in it but yeah. um my dad had one and he loved it but really? uh yeah the game gear was much harder to obtain than a game boy was and it took time.
0: a lot more batteries if i remember yeah. correctly
1: yep but you know that's what happens when you push quality console graph or console quality graphics onto a handheld <laughs> yeah
2: um
0: I'm just thinking of, I don't know, just go old school Game Boy shit, (laughs) link cables and all that, uh, which I love the fact that you can simulate that on, um, on the, uh, on Nintendo Switch Online, there's certain things, certain games through Game Boy, the Game Boy in color emulator that, uh, used to require a link cable, um which is why everybody's like, if you play Pokemon, if you put Pokemon on there, it'll work. Uh, There are Mm -hmm. people that have already hacked it and have added it at like literally because it's just an emulator. Like how I'm playing the games for stream is how Nintendo is letting you play it on their console. Mm. Um, So people have uploaded the red and blue games to the Nintendo Switch Online emulation and have just been able to play completely normally, like doing the, the fake Transfer cable and all that, link cable and all that, um, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. Uh, aside from that, um, actually, I played a lot of games. <laughs> You've kind of covered all <laughs> your shit, um, and I can go through these pretty quick. Uh, earlier than that, I was planning on doing like a dual screen, dual screen, dual stream with um, Outer Wilds and or Outer Worlds and Among Trees. The first day I played Outer Worlds, I started from scratch. And I played the entire time not even leaving the first first planet um, mm-hmm. what I did uh because Nate, I don't think this will be a surprise to you. Um, I killed every single living thing on the planet
1: <laughs> that does not surprise me in the least
0: I love you you laughed so hard, your entire stream froze for a second there uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um i mean i'm not surprised in the least we have been through this you play games like a genital fucking (laughs) maniac
0: because i played it like like the first time i ever did i got the gun i'm like oh i'll patch it up and immediately he was like here's a gun help me i'm like yeah no problem man boom right in the head um (laughs) i i thought about it because in my head there are there are two people i personally did not kill um Sorry, there are three people I personally did not kill. Uh, Two of them being um, the two police... I don't fucking remember what they are. That you come up to and it's like, Oh, hey, who are you? Somebody parked their ship here, but there's bandits. I don't know. We don't know what to do. And I lie to them. I'm like, I believe in you. You guys got this. And they run out and immediately die. Um, So (laughs) I didn't didn't kill those two. Uh, I swept through the entire world before even going to the town. Um, so, by the time I got to the town to kick off the whole... Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, to kick off the whole, hey, you need this power cell. Choose to help us or help the uh, people living on a definitely normal new town where people are being safe and being energy conscious in not growing plants from dead people. Um, <laughs> that town was gone. They had already been murdered. Um, I did do the mission. I did do the mission so I could at least kick it off. And I'm like, where she's like, "Hey, go find this girl that ran away." I'm like, "Yeah, I got you." Um, <gasps> I don't know if I went back to kill her.
1: <laughs> I just had this a realization.
0: Is... I just had... that was two weeks ago. I I might there might be one single human being
1: left on that planet. This is what Chris is worried about. <sighs> is I didn't genocide the entire population of the So what
0: makes it better? Better? Worse? I finally get to the town. Obviously, nobody's mad at me, because I haven't done anything to make them mad at me yet. Um, Because from their eyes, I've killed only bad people in the other town um, that they don't care about. Go up, have that whole one-on-one meeting real quick with the guy. And it's like, hey, you want to do that thing? I'll do the thing. But you gotta do this for me. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. Um, And then it's, you know, it just ends the cutscene. He stays in the chair. The First companion you have the option of having is there in the other chair, and he's got, like, security people. I walk up behind him and just take him out with a shotgun to the head. (laughs) Uh, And immediately, the companion's like, how could you, what have you done? And I'm like, "I whatever charisma or whatever the fucking stat was, I'm like, ignore me be my friend still. And she's like, okay, cool. And then proceeds to (laughs) murder everyone she's ever lived with her entire life. Um,
1: So not only not only are you a homicidal maniac? Is that indoctrination, Nate? I believe so. You were turning (laughs) other people into you. Stop. I played Outer Worlds in a very wholesome way. You decided to walk in and not only just kill everybody but make the rest of your crew a bunch of killers too <laughs> hey.
0: yeah. um i mean hey rick didn't know what he rick didn't know what he was doing when he released me onto the world uh, <laughs> cuz that's he that the doctor guy is is like some weird mashup between rick sanchez and um peter mm-hmm. capaldi yeah and i support it um yeah, so I got to the end, you know, did that, and uh, I ended the stream... I actually ended the stream before I left the planet. Um, but I ended up recording me finishing off the rest of the planet so I could tack it on for the uh, the stream VOD thing. Um, mm-hmm. Which was me just killing off the last couple of things, you know, the stragglers. Uh- <laughs> 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 um, Which, hey, if nobody knows my gameplay style of things like this there is a wonderful clip um or clip video highlight reel on uh our youtube from extra life last year of how i got through the tutorial level of hitman (laughs) (laughs) um it's very different very different from how nate and and lou played um
1: I mean, I learned very quickly that just whipping out my guns and trying to shoot everybody like I was John Wick did not work out in the least.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, The most the most successful way to murder people, Nate, is uh, fucking just walking around with a fire extinguisher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! Never mind. I don't want to spoil it. Go check out the video. It's linked Mm -hmm. down below. I'm now going to make that a thing. I wish I could have a video pop up, but we don't have the ability to do that, I don't think. Um, Oh, my God, it's such a funny video. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, Outer Wilds, whatever. So, the next day, I'm like, okay, you're not going to play any more Outer Wilds. Let's hop into Among Trees, which, Nate, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game. Um, Among Trees is first person survival uh, pretty peace excuse me pretty peaceful you still have to get food and water um, and sleep, but you really don't have any outside um, forces coming at you uh, all you have hmm. to worry about is if you're trying to collect honey you're going to get stung a little and uh, the chance of running into a bear. And let me tell you, uh, my goal when I played was I was going to play until I somehow got murdered. I was going to play continuously until I was murdered by a bear. Um, and I think I got a good bit of time through before I got murdered. Um, which I then was like, you know what, I am i gotta end. Uh, this, that's it for the stream. Um, but it, it's a really relaxing game. I actually really enjoyed it. I might go back um, and try and Progress through it. Uh, you basically are just some guy that said "fuck it" to the regular world, and you want to fix up your your this little like dinky cabin in the woods. Um, and you're constantly expanding mm-hmm. it and adding more areas. And it's like, oh, you've got a crafting station now, and you've got a little greenhouse. Uh, it's a really cool idea, a really cute idea. Um, the downside to this game is it's basically a dead game. It is. It was never fully released, I believe it's still technically early access, um, Mm -hmm. there is no confirmation of exactly what happened, but there are a lot of rumors and theories that they, this development team, which I'm not even going to mention by name for two reasons, one, fuck them, two, I don't know it, Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) they supposedly had gotten the Epic deal, um, Mm. Somehow, or possibly they they were reached out to buy Epic uh, to come either join one of their companies or just make games for them exclusively, and um, that resulted in them basically being like, "Hey, here's a patch in the at the end of 2021, and literally have done nothing to the game since." In um, like, if you go into the comments and forums for the game itself, it's just a whole bunch of people being like, "Dead game, dead game." Um, In actually meaning dead game, not like Overwatch 2 had a bad patch, so fuck it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it sucks because it is such a relaxing, like, it is one of those kind of survival games that I could get lost in for hours. Um, And there's even actually a difficulty where you can turn off bears! You don't even get attacked by bears! Um, And I'm like, that's such a relaxing game, and it would be so much fun to like, one, if it was multiplayer, like you could have friends in your building, the the cabin out, I thought it would be cute, um it's just so relaxing, and I'm like, this is perfect if I ever want just a chilled stream where I can just talk, um but it's dead, so I'm like, maybe I'll go back to it, who fucking knows uh but the last game this, this has been on my list for a while, Nate, it is on our favorite thing, our favorite promotion that we don't get paid for um Fucking Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh... New... Not... Not a game from the developers of Inside or Limbo. Which, fuck, me trying to remember the the game name of Limbo took, like, three <laughs> hours when I was playing this game. Um... Mm. But in that vein, very much, like... You're just walking around, solving puzzles, trying to survive. Um also very very fucking weird at certain points uh, <laughs> but I played uh, Somerville which literally had been like installed since day one and I just have not played it um, mm-hmm. knowing my luck it's probably r- coming off of Game Pass like pretty soon <laughs> let me see <laughs> Somerville, Game Pass end date, do they have
1: those? I don't think they do that'd be cool if they did it would be cool. It's still I mean, there. one of the games that I was playing that I haven't finished, which was Guardians of the Galaxy, is leaving Game Pass. Today, but
0: today, right? Today's the last day, or was it yesterday?
1: I think it was yesterday. It, to me, I was like, oh, well, I haven't finished that game, but also, like, if I really wanted to, I probably would have by now. <laughs> um, that
0: sucks. I- I've heard so many good things about that game.
1: It's not a bad game. It's just the gameplay loop is crazy repetitive. Hmm. Um to the point where it's like, oh, special enemies show up. You got to use certain elements on the special enemies because they have different shields and so on and so forth. And combo your special abilities together, do more damage, and yeah. you just repeat that process every encounter over and over again, okay. and it never changes.
0: <laughs> I think it's mostly the story that people really <laughs> loved about it.
1: The story is the story is great. The story is wonderful. Um, uh, but I just couldn't. I couldn't get through it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, so the story for Somerville, I don't think I could tell you. <laughs> it is a very no it is a very weird game um so obviously in Limbo and in uh, Inside it's a little bit not even straightforward Inside is a little bit more straightforward Limbo is just like are you dead the whole time who fucking knows Um, because the fucking game's called Limbo Uh, Inside obviously you are just a kid immediately on the run um but you never really know exactly what is going on in his life. Uh, even if you kind of go through both all the timelines or all the versions of the game where you can change how it ends. Um, my favorite is when you end in the giant uh, limb meatball. That's my favorite ending <laughs> of that game. Um, <laughs> Somerville starts off, you think it's just like a alien invasion-y game where like... Your kid and your wife are just there, and like you see, you immediately play as the kid. It kind of the kid is like the tutorial where it's like, hey, hey, this is how you control this. is You can see when things need to be interacted with because we'll give a little bit of like a hint of color kind of thing. Um, and like the kid is walking around when there's like alien lights showing around, noises, the door is shaking. Um, so when the kid gets stuck in a trash can... <laughs> it's it's adorable. It is actually kind of adorable, what happens. Uh, it immediately wakes up the, the mom and dad. The mom and the baby walk off. You go to presumably feed the dog. I'm, I'll be honest, I may have accidentally skipped something right at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But all I know is that I go into the basement... And then in the basement, it gives you the prompt to reach out and touch something. You touch that thing, and from what it looks like, is you die. And the wife is there, and she's sad, and the baby's there. The baby doesn't know because it's a baby. Babies are dumb. Um, But I'm like, oh shit, this starts with you dying. What the fuck happens? And then it cuts to you being alive, or you passed out and waking up, presumably years into the future um but as you progress through the world you're not exactly sure how long it has been um and it's, it kind of makes you question everything that go that's going around or going on around you to the point that like you go through certain things in this game and you don't know what is real and what is not and I kind of love it um I don't want to go too far into it in like certain mechanics. I can say there's really interesting mechanics that you, you gain as you progress, but I don't want to go into the story because one, it is a, it is a relatively short game. I beat it on stream. Um, not only did I beat it on stream, I went into a thousand pointed this game on stream. <laughs> I almost a thousand pointed it. My first playthrough, um, turns out that there are six endings. So you technically couldn't do it in one playthrough. Uh, but still it's it hits that it really scratches that itch that we've been waiting I mean we've been waiting for the third game from Playdead for years at this point um and I'm still excited for that because I absolutely love limbo fucking inside is is probably in my list of all-time favorite games um mm-hmm. because just the the atmosphere and everything about it and this hits so close to it i think it's Visually, it's definitely up on the same level for me. Gameplay-wise, it's a little bit under. Um, there's a little you get have a couple of like graphical mishaps or whatever. You'll you'll be interacting with with uh, geometry that may or may not actually be on the screen sometimes. Um, but that's a lot of games, uh, so I don't want to ding it too much for that. But fucking. Love this game, absolutely love this game, and I highly recommend it. If you in any way enjoyed Limbo in Inside, mm-hmm. and it's on Game Pass, so
1: wonderful. You sound so interested. <laughs> I am interested. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, it's games like Limbo, games like Inside. They're not among like my must plays, but you know, it's interesting to find games along that line that you enjoy.
0: Yeah. I wish I, I wish I could find more. Um, I think that's my biggest issue right now. Uh, but yeah, Nate. So, obviously, we've been talking about what we're watching, or what we're playing, but mm-hmm. obviously that means I wanted to go on to what we're watching. What we're watching. Mm-hmm. And you specifically have finished out a
1: trilogy. Yes. So, over the past week or so, I completed the Jordan Peele Trilogy. That includes Get Out, Us, and Nope. Is two movies that are literally one word for their title. Um, yep. But uh, I'll just get this out of the way. If I were to rank them, Get Out would be my number one, Nope would be number two, and Us would be number three. I think I said this in our Discord at some point. Um, get Out has a very explicit racial message that just, I mean, as far as horror goes, I've always said this before is horror movies don't really scare me. Mm-hmm. I tend to laugh more at horror movies that I'm frightened of them. Get Out was legitimately scary for me. Um, it was a terrifying movie because it dealt so much more with psychological horror than physical horror. Um, and again, that, th- that theme of racial tension and just, general racism in it was explicit in the film. Yeah. Um I would put Nope at number two because honestly, if Get Out didn't exist, Nope would be my favorite Jordan Peele movie of all time. It is an interesting Well it's an interesting take on cosmic horror with the idea of there's this thing that may be a UFO and then you find out it's not an actual UFO, it's actually a living thing. Uh, (laughs) Um and all of just the craziness that happens in that movie, the twists that occur that just sort of come out of nowhere on you, and the theme in that movie is very, very well spoken, but you have to pay attention to a lot of the movie to get it it's this it's basically people in the small town in the middle of like Southern California who are obsessed with the idea of a spectacle, mm-hmm. no matter how dangerous that spectacle is. <laughs> Um, and then Us was my least favorite. Now, saying that, Us is not a bad movie. Us is still a very good movie. Us was just my least favorite because this was more of that slasher-style horror. Um, and I didn't really get the premise of it until I had someone explain it to me. Um, these tethered as they're called in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know what they were until I went back and looked at a particular scene and then sat down and had someone explain it to me. And that's, they're, they're just clones, right? Um, they're clones of real people, but because they can't clone quote unquote, the soul or the consciousness of that person, they're just doomed to this eternity of mimicking the actions of other people, apparently unwillingly doing that. Um, the twist at the end was one I did not enjoy, to be perfectly honest. I wish it had a different ending than what we saw.
0: Yeah. It's definitely not a surprise.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's not so much of a surprise, but it's just... it's To me, it's kind of the most obvious twist that could have been gone for <laughs> Um And it's just... It leaves this sort of open thread, which I guess some horror movies are known for. Mm. Of like, well you you know it's the end question mark um.
0: yeah i personally i um i and it sucks that i because like I rank it's almost the same it's just get out for me personally is the the lowest lowest of the three um mm-hmm. but I think that was more of while I thought it was very it's it's the best version of the type of movie it is, in my opinion. I put it above other versions of, like, the body snatchery kind of plot lines. Um, It's just the other two are my kind of thing more. Um, Especially, nope. Nope is 100%, without a doubt, my favorite. Um, (laughs) But Us, for me, there's something about, um, and I mean, people always talk about it, the whole, like, why is the Uncanny Valley thing unsettling for us? It's it, it in our minds the theory of like was there something that looked like us and it our mi- minds are trained to be like if it looks like us be afraid of it, um, mm-hmm. and there's just it's unsettling. Um, the whole fucking uh, scene at uh, I can't remember if it's Tim or Eric is it Tim Heidecker? I. I, think, I can't tell you Hold on Tim <laughs> Yes, uh, Tim Heidecker is the other family um, with mm-hmm. the the, ki- the multiple kids and all the kids in, in the oh, house yeah. That whole scene when they get taken out um, mm-hmm. is like for some reason that one is one of those like, holy shit kind of This. Oh, yeah. is,
1: it, was, it was shockingly brutal
0: Yeah, um <laughs> like for some to me that that scene is sets itself apart from the the main family the main core family getting attacked uh, because mm-hmm. it's like these are basically incompetent motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I mean it, this is this is a movie that came out not long after Black Panther, so you're getting two mm-hmm. of the two of the cast members from Black Panther getting to. Play around in this horror world, uh, oh, really? and for one thing, I'm still mad that we have not gotten more Winston Duke. Um, <laughs> he needs to be in more things. In general, he is still my favorite part of Black Panther Forever uh, or Wakanda Forever. Um, but because you said the twist thing, you don't like the twist, mm-hmm. and it it is one of those twists that you you see you see coming, um, especially if you're like paying attention to like oh, mm-hmm. when this happened, she was like this. And it's like, whoa, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, but for me, I i guess, I don't know, the doppelganger thing does scare me a little bit. That's like the most unsettling in my brain is the idea of somebody that is me but isn't me.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, if I see someone who looks exactly like me coming towards me, uh, they just better be faster than I am. <laughs>
0: i mean they usually are if they're from what i've seen in that movie
1: at least uh, <laughs> no, no, i don't mean running <laughs> i do not mean or, i do not mean running <laughs> true true um
0: but no uh yeah that the, i'm excited to see whatever the fuck he does next um obviously he's been producing a lot lately uh with Candyman and obviously mm-hmm. year, a couple of years back with um, <sighs> Lovecraft Country. Uh, so I'm excited. Hopefully we get announcements mm-hmm. of more things that he's doing. Um,
1: there probably will be something. I mean, the fact of the matter is the guy as a director came out of nowhere, right? He's like... I don't, he's never put his name on something to say, like, yeah, I made this, mm-hmm. except for Ian Peele, which was just, it was comedy. Like, that's what people made Oop, oh, hold on. Um,
0: cutting out. Is it. No, you, it's like you're.
1: Oh, my whole thing's glitching on your. Yeah. On your virtual cam. Okay, now there seems to be a moment of lag.
0: I don't know if it's my end or your end, that's the annoying thing. Hmm. Not driving frames, so I'm my internet my connection's fine. Ugh. I hate I hate internet
1: sometimes. Yeah. There's like a half second of lag on your end. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um
0: Yeah, like you were saying, mostly comedy. And now, mm-hmm. I wonder, I mean, there is future projects. I want to see what it says in here. Let's see. Well, oh, see. oh, I forgot about <laughs> this. I think I remember seeing this, and then it just because it's been so long, I completely forgot about it. Um, in 2020, uh, Peel in. I don't know who Rosenfeld is. Whoever Rosenfeld is. Um, signed on to produce the remake of Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs. Mm. So, hmm. Um, and supposedly Monkey Paul Productions has struck a deal with uh, Universal Television. So who knows? Mm. We could get some stuff. I'm excited. Oh, what? Okay. And development. Ooh. Okay. Um. <laughs> now I'm just like more things, please. Um yeah I just I, I always hate when I open up a film like filmography of somebody and it's so short because I'm like I want more <laughs> I like I understand well, that it takes time but there's also the part of me that's like I wish that it didn't <laughs> it's like well, musicians even if,
1: I, if I look at Daniel Kaluuya who he used in two of his movies right like the first time I saw this actor was in Black Mirror yeah um and... He was fan-fucking-tastic in that. He was. There's just... When I look at his filmography, I mean, of course, there's things that he's done in the past that I hadn't even... Well, no, he did things after Get Out that I hadn't seen, like Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. Queen and Slim, I haven't seen that. Um, I didn't know he was in Johnny English Reborn, but apparently he is. Yeah, but that was
0: 2011. <laughs> he was still pretty yeah.
1: young... Um, Jesus of the Black Messiah, I do want to watch because it's a movie entirely about the Black Panthers, but yeah. um, uh,
0: plus it's got a fucking incredible cast. Like, did you see that cast?
1: Because oh, yeah.
0: he's Fred uh, Fred Hampton. Um,
1: mm-hmm. you got Lakeith think, Stanfield yeah. in there, Dominique Fishback, Dominique Thorne, Jesse Plemons is in there, who yeah. always plays like a creepy guy in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, he's a
0: great creepy guy. Um, uh,
1: Martin Sheen is in there as Jay Hager Hoover. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> oh, produced by? I, I didn't see. I didn't know Ryan Coogler produced it. Daniel
1: Kalua was in Sicario. He was in Kick Ass 2 Is
0: what? <laughs> yeah. Man, you you've got to watch more movies. I guess I don't know.
1: You just that's so you know what it is.
0: It's you've seen these movies and then you're like I don't remember seeing him and then you'll go back. Kind of like. Fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did you know in a single bu- episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there was a college freshman that was played by Pedro Pascal?
1: I did not. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> what, I, well, what I really want to say about Daniel Paluuya is these movies show off that particular actor's range. Mm-hmm. Is He is just so fucking good. And I feel like he is so horribly underrated as an actor right now. (laughs)
0: Um, I, am not gonna make you do it now, but after this episode, I highly recommend you looking up (laughs) highlights of him playing Posh Kenneth in Skins. Uh, Oh boy. It's a very, very different character. Um, (laughs) but to me, that's my first introduction of him. Uh, Mm -hmm. my first introduction to him went Skins, and then nothing again until, like, he was in a single episode of Doctor Who. Um, but The Fades, which I personally love that show, very upset it got cancelled. Literally six episodes, because fuck British television, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which happened right around the same time. I can't remember if it was before or after uh, Black Mirror happened. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, he's done a lot lately. Or not lately, but he's been... I mean, he's fucking playing Spider-Punk in the, the Spider-Man movie, in the new uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um. I don't remember where we were. We were just so off-topic about talking about how much we love Jordan Peele and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, we finished up with Jordan Peele's Oh, you know what?
0: Hey! (laughs) I, oddly enough, had technically a a segue by talking about Pedro Pascal. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, So I don't have a thing up, but I I will just straight-up say to everybody, spoilers. Straight-up spoilers from Mandalorian... Episode or chapter 17 and 18, I think.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Also, the first and second episode of season three. Um, what'd you think, Nate?
1: Uh, I think it's really good. We're picking up, um, we're picking up kind of on a okay, <laughs> we're picking up on a point in the story, um. You know, Mando still has a dark saber and stuff like that, but he's talking to the—I uh, don't know what—I forgot her title. The lady who runs the armor, the, the armor. There you go. Um, and I will say, the first scene kind of tripped me out because I didn't know if it was a flashback or this was happening like currently.
0: Fucking love the way they handled that. It really made yeah. you like because <clears throat> the—I think the point of it was to show. This could have this could have been mm-hmm. the exact scenario in which Jin the Din, Din 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 Jaren I always want to switch it. Um, Din was christened uh, as a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I love the fact that they're like this. This could be any of them. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I I enjoy the fact that the series starts off that way because it is that sort of it is that sort of you know twist that you get where it's like you don't know what's going on until something actually happens and when it happens i mean this season kicks off with action like immediately this big giant like alligator monster comes out of the water it's killing mandalorians left and right they're struggling against it and then in comes of course our hero character with a starfighter to take the thing down like proton torpedoes the thing right in the side but uh I mean, as we progress through it, this is the beginning of Din trying to redeem himself in the eyes of this of this cult of Mandalorians that he's a member of, um, which I appreciate. It's very much showing us that Din, from childhood, has been indoctrinated in the way, and despite other Mandalorians literally telling him to his face, like, this is bullshit, yeah, like, that's what he believes, and he feels he needs to stick to it. <laughs>
0: Which, oddly enough, as while I don't support that specific cult, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I feel like it's bad for you to stick around with it, I feel like you should try- probably move on, uh, I like the idea of uh, when he sees the other Mandalorian, the Mandalorians mm-hmm. remove their helmet and go about however, um, he kind of, it's not, this is obviously from last season, it kind of represents the whole, like, hey, do you for your religion, but don't push it on other people. And, yeah. like, he, I feel like, handles that better um, mm-hmm. than Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan really any of the other ones. Like, the p- other people in his sect, or whatever, mm-hmm. are all very much like, don't fucking do it, everybody. If you're not doing it, you're blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> and then Bo-Katan is very much like, stop doing that, you're stupid. Um, I'm like, come on, he's just trying to live his daddy life.
1: Well, <laughs> I think, I think bo actually handles it pretty well. The fact that she's learned to tolerate it. She still makes those snide comments here and there. We say
0: tolerate it. Well, what was she about to do in that second episode?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at the same time though, it's not like, she's not like waging war against this yeah. other faction of Mandalorians, right? And that other fat, for the most part, Din is like, okay, you took your helmet off. You're not going to pay attention to what I say about that, so just do your own thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the second episode is where we kind of get more into the story, and I'll just jump right to the middle of that episode because the part that I appreciated the most, but the part that also terrified me, is Grogu having to go on his own yeah. all the way back to Bo Katan. Um,.
0: Which I think they did a good, good. uh, They did a good job in the in the first (laughs) the first episode of season where he's obviously you hear him. It's it sounds more like if you're not thinking of it in this context, it sounds like he's just narrating everything he's doing, Um, which you know technically he is. It is a lot of technically exposition, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, it is him teaching. Grogu, the entire oh, yeah. time, it's like, "Do you, this is this is where we are, this is where mm-hmm. Bo Katan is." All these things that like Grogu is obviously paying attention to because motherfucker made his way.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's a word I've brought up before, but I'll use it again. It's a diegetic way of explaining things to the audience. Is it stays in universe, and the words are being said to another character, but mm-hmm. it's very much for the benefit of the audience. Um, and I appreciate that because a large part of Star Wars is that world building. Yeah. You have to have that there or things just stop making sense in Star Wars. Um, I do love, I will just say on one note, I love the sound design in this season so much. It's so great. Um, the first time he's, I had mentioned that the N1 that he has is a muscle car. Mm-hmm. And the first time he starts it, you can hear V8 noises over top of the engine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it specifically has like the hot rod engine in the oh, yeah. front look to it. It's got
1: like an exposed carb on top of the <laughs> fucking starfighter. Like. <laughs> like you can't use that in space. There's no air for that thing. But... Space air?
0: You don't know. This is the future, Nate. You don't know what's actually
1: happening. It's not the future. A long time ago, in a galaxy That's far, true. far away. It's, it's the past. <laughs>
0: well, if you think about it, it by the Time travel or space travel is weird, Nate. Because is it a long, long time ago? Just because it took so long to get, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, hyperspace kind of fucks everything up because time dilation and all that shit. But whatever.
0: <laughs> I will say, when you...
1: Who just took the best of first time travel. We don't fucking care. You're here now. <laughs> yep.
0: Um. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Uh, they even explain away paradoxes in most cases. Um. But no, I, I do love... Oh, there are certain things I can't say because Kim is in the basement and they have not watched mm. certain things. So there are certain parts that have happened in the first two episodes. Specifically, I think it might have been the first episode. The space whales. Yeah. The space whales, Nate.
1: I saw that and I freaked the fuck out mm-hmm. when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this this has to be confirmation that Ezra is coming back.
0: I mean, we already know like, that because they, they cast...
1: Well, like, we know, but, like, the fact that they're hinting at it, that they're showing us things. Because, I mean, we got to remember, at the end of Rebels, the last thing we saw is Ezra taking off with the hyperspace whales. Yep. And just never being heard from again. So to know that there's... One of the questions has always been up in the air is, Grogu destined to become, like, the next Jedi in this New Republic universe... And now we know that there is another Jedi out there. Yeah. And the way that this has always gone is, okay, there's a Jedi and it trains, you know, another Jedi. And hopefully they grow into a new generation of Jedi. But in this case, Grogu is getting that instruction Mm -hmm. and teaching and experience from Din as well. And... The interesting thing about things like the dark saber is that is canonically the very first lightsaber ever built. <laughs> um yeah, well, there were things like proto sabers and stuff like that, but if we're going on the canon that's currently established, dark saber was the first ever lightsaber and um Mandalore, the great was like the first ever modern Jedi. <laughs> um Mhm. Yes. Okay, well, yes, he was the first Mandalorian inducted in the Jedi Order. Um, this was after there was sort of a war between Mandalorians and Jedi. <laughs> um, well, it's actually one of the reasons the Mandalorians use flamethrowers, because they're notoriously hard to defend against with a lightsaber. <laughs>
0: i forgot i muted because i was coughing um I don't know how much of that dark saber thing. Dark saber, <laughs> not actually the first. Who knows? Um, but the the fact that they make fun of Din so much, and then uh, Bo-Katan is so very much like I can't just you can't just give me the dark I have to fight you in combat and win it. Uh, and like, and that's not just her. All of Mm -hmm. them. The only one that's like, you can have it, is Din. Din doesn't give a fuck about the lightsaber, about the darksaber. I mean, he still can't fucking use it. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally dragging it around, which is ridiculous. Um, Mm -hmm. So the fact that, like, she, while saving Din, uses it, but immediately gives it back to him. Like, no questions Mm -hmm. asked, no words exchanged she just is like, this is not mine. This is yours. I love that. Um, yeah. And so obviously this whole, the whole thing, the fact that we're getting the shows are all the shows, all the Canon shows, all the, the cartoons are all linked to, especially the Mandalorian because of the fact that this is very much a Dave Filoni world mm-hmm. at this point, And I'm perfectly fine with that. I love the star Wars world as told by Dave Filoni. Um, But the fact that Dave Filoni is, or he is part of the reason why this episode, the second episode, ends with the first ever appearance, canon, I guess, appearance of a creature that is just of legend um, Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. We, We get the first ever live living, not just a skull, not just a... Mm-hmm. I want to say tattoo but an insignia um, Mythosaur which is yeah. and I mean if you watch that episode if it's like hey previously on and they specifically show off that thing mm-hmm. um, you know it's coming and it was kind of like when that happened at the beginning I'm like are they gonna and then they kept talking more <laughs> and more and they just said the name over and over again I'm like are we gonna fucking see it this season and I'm like is it this season or is it just at the end of this fucking episode um, and hey yeah
1: well, I mean, it's great that we get to see it because the thing is literally called a mythosaur. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. And one time, Dave used to have this ridiculous thing. I went over with him over and over again about the insignia that was on Boba Fett's armor, mm-hmm. and Dave kept calling it a Bantha Skull. and I'm like, it looked no. nothing like a Bantha's head. Like, what are you talking about? And he just kept going on about balthuscol, skull, balthuscol. Skull. It's it's a mythosaur. Yeah. I mean, they specific. Um,
0: I don't know. I don't know when the first time it was ever canonically called that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think it might have been, it might have been a Legends, like an extended universe kind of thing, Not now yes. Legends, that has kind of been accepted, because you know how they're mm-hmm. like, none of that exists, except for when we want to pick and, pick it apart. Um, <laughs> and I'm okay with that, whatever, fuck it, take the good parts. Uh, I wish you would have taken some more good parts, because again, <laughs> again, episode nine, why? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, um, I, I, I'm so ready for this, and I, I think mm-hmm. one thing I've seen a lot of people complaining about is there are so many storylines and threads happening all at the same time, and I understand and I get that, but the alternative mm-hmm. is nothing happens for so long. We, we mm-hmm. have so many things that we want to happen or want to see happen and could happen. For them to be like, all right, episode one, here are like three or four plot threads. Um, to be honest, episode two happens, one of those plot threads gets completely deleted. We don't have to worry about it. We <laughs> wanted to get IG-11 back. Mm-hmm. We didn't. It's okay. Instead, R5 got redemption. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, legit, that is R5 from episode three, or episode four, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious to me. Um also, I love, I don't know if you've ever seen this theory. Have you seen mm-hmm. the theory about um, Amy Sedaris' character? No. The theory is she is a Jedi in hiding. Really? Um, and I, I've never really looked too far into it, but I know one of the points of it is the fact that she, just willingly, nobody really ever says anything to her that would make her do this, mm-hmm. always says, may the force be with you and that is
1: that's true yeah
0: it is not exactly something that is done often in this world unless by a jedi
1: that would be crazy though if it was just like this mechanic who is always wheeling and dealing and trying to get like i love her i love her so
0: much i know how much everybody and so many (laughs) people talk about how much she annoys them
1: i love her too but it's it's you know she's very much running a business and running a business in the classic like Star Wars Outer Rim way that we're used to which is let me just scam as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but for her being a Jedi that that'd be nuts. I think I think the more likely theory here is that she has some okay. ties to the rebellion. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Well the rebellion doesn't technically exist anymore.
1: No, um. but I mean, we hear her talk about the rebellion in that episode specifically when addressing r five um, true no, another little another little great thing that I saw that I enjoyed in one of the episodes is when they are going to repair i g they take them to the Enzelens. oh my God, um, Kim the was so are just happy. all Babu Frick. <laughs> Kim was so happy about
0: all the little babu Fricks,
1: yes, so we know that there's a whole race of babu Fricks out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is good because the only other race that really there's only one of <clears throat> is um or was for the longest time for the longest time was Yoda and then mm-hmm. we got Yaddle in the prequel series and now we have Grogu we still don't know what the fuck that race is called I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. ever give us the name and I'm perfectly fine with that um, but yeah uh, oh man I hate that we have to wait no. until Wednesday I <laughs> I, I miss, like, I get it. Appointment viewing is back in some way, and I it works, sure. Um, especially with mm-hmm. th- something more serious or more big like this, or like, oddly enough, the other Pedro Pascal show, Last of Us, where having that time to decompress and theorize and talk about the episodes is great. Because, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, could you imagine seeing the mythosaur, and then immediately being like, all right, we're leaving and going back to reinstate being a Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we get a week of, holy shit, do you see? Oh, my God, we got it, blah, blah, blah. Could it do anything? Could he be, is is Din going to ride him? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you been watching Bad Batch
1: I started watching Bad Batch. I have not kept up okay. with it.
0: Okay, <laughs> like your like first season or?
1: Oh no, I'm I'm into the latest season. Okay. I just okay. haven't I kept up. Remember? The yeah. Season.
0: All right, then I won't go into it. Um, what I will say is, I am, and I think I tweeted Yeah, I tweeted about this. I am getting tired of uh, people calling Star Wars episodes filler like episodes in between technically the overarching storyline filler um Mm -hmm. filler can only be used should only be used for something that's being adapted um like obviously anime anime there's filler episodes galore everyone's favorite naruto so many fucking episodes of filler uh bleach so many episodes of filler some are actually pretty good though um That's personal opinion. Um, The fact that there are people that are like, oh, this episode of Bad Batch or of Clone Wars or Rebels is a filler episode. I'm like, this is an episode of a show that is expanding and already... It's expanding a universe that, one, needs more expansion, in my opinion, because things are still way too fucking Kevin Bacon number to the fucking uh, Skywalkers. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cooper. Oh, Cooper says we got to hurry up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh I I love the fact that in we get so many episodes that are literally taking something as small as like, oh hey, here's a pod raising episode, but now here's a whole other sect of characters that could be then explored or revisited or Mandalorian, the fact that we have those pirates. Um, there's a current theory that that pirate, that fucking uh, swamp thing looking guy, isn't gonna, he might come back in Mandalorian, but he's actually gonna play a bigger part in the next series um, coming to Disney+, Plus, which is I think it's after Ahsoka. It might be before or after, I don't know. Um, but Skeleton Crew, which is 100% nothing to do with the uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Skywalker. So, Mm-hmm. Thousand points to to Skeleton Crew, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm I am again. I'm very glad for what we're getting out of Star Wars as of late. Um, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, to some extent, her name is on the property. Kathleen Kennedy are doing a, doing a doing a good job with. What they've been given for Star Wars so far, we are getting that expansion on the universe. We are getting introduced to new characters, and I don't think anything so far that at least of what's come out on Disney Plus that's been Star Wars, I haven't loved wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I showed you those figures for the two Trigger anime Star Wars characters, and you were like, "I yeah. need, I might need these." Exactly. Um,
1: um, you didn't? Did you pick those up or no? I didn't pick them up. Oh, damn, um, they're not there anymore. Um, that's fine. I can find them. Um, no, the, um, things like Tales of the Jedi, even, which was very, very short, sweet, simple to get through. I just love that for the expansion on the characters it gave us, right? Because there was just much more there that we got, um, you know, seeing old characters return to newer properties like Bo-Katan had only existed as an animated character for a long time. And now we have a live action Bo-Katan. Played by is, I mean, the voice
0: actress that played Bo-Katan in the cartoon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's it's all really, really good. Um, I think if you're not keeping up with this era of Star Wars, you are seriously missing out on some great content. Stuff that does update Star Wars in new and refreshing ways, but very much... You know, sticks to its roots and makes it feel like Star Wars. Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't know. It's I'm so mad you mentioned Kathleen Kennedy. Um, <laughs> I don't, like I don't want to blame her, but because she's basically the same position as as um, Kevin Feige, and like I I, I really. <sighs> I don't want to blame her. And so many people blame her. There's the fact that Kevin has Kevin Feige seems to have been so consistent with MCU. And yes, some of uh, the, there are some hiccups every now and then, but like, it's not so much of a hiccup that the internet is like, Hey, you should decanonize an entire trilogy of movies. Um, mm-hmm. At least as far as I know, I don't know. I haven't seen anything like that. If there is, who knows? Um, <laughs> so I don't like fully want to blame her in any way I would like to see. And we've talked about so many times. I just want to see consistency. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm glad that, and I'm sure people aren't a hundred percent on board with it yet. um, I'm glad that we do kind of have that with Filoni and uh, I already forgot his name. John Favreau. Thank you, Favreau, Filoni and Favreau. The F's. <laughs> okay, a, a FF. Um, they they kind of have things going in a certain direction, keeping it all connected, putting little threads here and there to connect the world, the the, the series, uh, and hopefully eventually movies. Because we still have. Um, last thing I saw, it is the Damon Lindelof movie is still happening. Um, I know the Taika Waititi. Is movie is still happening. Um and as far as we know, the uh so, boy, I'm gonna kick your butt. Um the Ryan Johnson trilogy, because that was the whole thing, he was given a trilogy, uh, has not been cancelled. That is still in the books coming up eventually, whenever the fuck he has a time. I think supposedly it's it there was the <sighs> last thing I saw it had something to do with after he was done with poker face and the Benoit Blanc movies. Um mm-hmm. so who knows? Um I don't know. We'll we'll get more. They keep adding more. Uh well Nate, so there's one one random news story that mm-hmm. I was gonna mention. It's a stupid fun one. Um and I'm not giving you any time to prepare. Sorry. I always do <laughs> this to you. It happens. I feel like even if I did, neither of us would have done it anyway. Um, the most recent addition, or last update, I guess, to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe happened. We have a new level. A couple of new levels, but more importantly, a 100% brand new level in the Yoshi Island level. Um, as well as Birdo coming, joining for the first time ever. We got We got everybody's favorite uh queer icon um but on top of the addition what happened was they added five question mark spaces nate Yep. which can only mean that there are five more characters coming to the game uh now unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) yeah coop you want to come up okay um unfortunately nintendo i say it unfortunately Nintendo announced that the characters that are being added, the last remaining characters, are previous series characters that have not made it into the game yet. Um, Mm -hmm. So those are literally just a handful of them. You have Pauline, who is from the original Donkey Kong, Uh, Funky Kong, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., like, original Super Nintendo Mario Kart Donkey Kong Jr., Um, Honey Queen, which is a character from... um, I think that was... Super Mario Galaxy was her first game. Um, Mm -hmm. Koopa Troopa, Paratroopa, sorry. uh, Petey Piranha, Wiggler, and Rob. Rob the Robot. Mm -hmm. It could be any of those. It'll only be five, most likely. Um, But, I think it's more fun to just... Of all Nintendo, because if you look at that bottom row, that's all just random Nintendo properties. you got... Squid Kids, you got Link, you got some Animal -hmm. Animal Crossing representation. If you could, what would be five Nintendo characters that you would want to see added to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe?
1: Oh boy. Now here's the fun thing. Um, Can
0: Nate name five Nintendo characters?
1: I can name two off the top of my head. They're technically... Well, one of them is a Nintendo character, one's technically a Nintendo character now because she's in Smash. That's not how that works that's how it works um (sighs) so i want to see samus okay bayonetta Uh, (laughs) (sighs) okay you you don't want bayonetta in a mario kart man uh yeah sure i think she's owned (laughs) by sony
0: no sega i don't know i think she's owned by somebody else technically uh, you really don't know up. many Nintendo... Are you looking up Nintendo characters right now?
1: No. Um, Midna. Oh, okay. One.
0: That'd be an interesting one, yeah. Uh, Link L. Link L? Link
1: L. Linkle, whatever her Linkle? name is. I don't know really? how to
0: pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it! No, it's Link It's just more of the fact that, like, that was what you pulled.
1: <laughs> yes, and, um... I don't know, man. Okay. Wait, Zelda's not on the roster, is she? No. Okay, yes, then Zelda. Okay. I mean, Link's already there, so why not? I
0: love that your whole roster, one, is all femme and mostly <laughs> Zelda characters. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> so I think w- the ones that I've been seeing a lot of people hope for, and I mean, I personally would hope for, too. Um, I think it'd be cool. You already have one racer to begin with. Mm-hmm. Fucking put throw Captain Falcon in there, but in like a tiny <laughs> version of his the car, the blue
1: zero car. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's blue Eagle, blue falcon, blue something. Um I think that would look adorable. Like with his little you'd see his knees like up <laughs> in his chest. Um But you could do that. I would say you said Samus with, with uh her sh- like a car mm-hmm. as a ship. Um, my mind, of course, just was like, okay, there's two. Throw in a Star Fox. Star Fox has one. You could turn his his ship into a car, but there's mm-hmm. also a land. There is a land vehicle in yeah. Star Fox games. Um, it's a tank. Yeah. Uh, Kirby already had a racing game. Throw Kirby on a on a on a fucking Dream Star. Um, <laughs> make it so he can also get on a regular ship and everything or regular thing too. Uh the fifth one though uh, there's so many goddamn the only thing that I 100% don't want represented is fucking fire emblem um <laughs> do not do not put roy or or uh or Marv. Marv. yeah um who I don't think or are Robin. even relevant anymore uh or is that cat girl
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Fire Emblem, I don't fucking know. (laughs) there's
0: a cat cat girl in Fire Emblem. Um, I thought, if anybody knew. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think what would be interesting would be if they put in... um, Because we already have, like, Dry Bones, Bowsers, all the Bowser kids. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, like, as much as I want to put, like, something like a... uh, Mr. Game and Watch, like, enter. How entertaining would it be to have a flat <laughs> character? Um, mm-hmm. But the way they work, it is whenever the camera follows it, it's always. It's kind of like Mickey's ears, where you always see the whole thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's not a 3D character. It's just the way that the camera <laughs> works. It's constantly turning the 2D image. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, so it, I want Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong Diddy had Kong. his own fucking racing game. True. Like of that whole list of hey people that could be do it. Fucking bring Diddy Kong back. Um, like, how crazy would it be if they just gave an entire expansion that was Diddy Kong Racing levels?
1: That would be pretty crazy. And uh, it would work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, especially now, because you can fly, and you can mm-hmm. go underwater. Because that was the whole thing about Diddy Kong Racing, is that, like, there were different kind of levels, I think. Mm-hmm. I, it's been for a fucking ever. Um Sadly, we couldn't get all those characters back, because those are all Every non, because it was literally I think Diddy Kong and the rest were all rare characters, or rare created characters, including Banjo Kazooie, or at least Banjo. Yeah, um, I don't know, Yeah. That's a fun, little fun thing to end on before we get to uh, our last, our last normal thing that you now remember is a thing. Uh, well, before we end, is there anything else you want to talk about? Bring up any any news topics or fun shiz?
1: Uh, no, I think we're I think we're ready to wrap. All right, cool.
0: Well, Nate, that means still haven't made the video. Work. I'm working on it. Um, it's time for no Contacts recommendations. No context recommendations. Yeah, this is a thing now. And then the thing will be like no no context recommendations. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever actually seen the video portion. I made a thing that it says that. Um, but yeah, we we you gotta you gotta you prepared. You got this ready. Got the I got it loaded, cham- chamber loaded. You knew it was coming. I'm so disappointed. I'm not really disappointed. Oh,
1: there it is. Okay, I found it now. Um so no context recommendation. Just <laughs> look it up on Google. I can't even say what it is. Even if you slit my mouth. What?
0: <laughs> even if you slit my mouth. Is that yes. another weird fucking Yeah, it is. Okay. Um <laughs> okay cool jesus nate i worry about you sometimes um again no context but you guys know nate by this point uh you asked i delivered it's okay we'll get his soul back wednesday um all right well for mine uh mine's actually very recent i tweeted i actually posted about it earlier today yesterday i don't remember time um My my No Context recommendation is Godfell. Issue 1 of Godfell, specifically, because issue 2 was not out yet. Um, That's it. No Context. Look at us both going for for comics. We're nerds. High five our cameras. High five our camera, Nate. High five five the camera. Boom. All right. (laughs) This has been No Context Recommendations. Uh, have, Have a nice one. Well, hey. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Spacetime Taco. As always, you can find us everywhere. Just search Spacetime Taco. You can find me everywhere at Time or Burrito. You can find him on Instagram
1: at Old Teapot eighty nine and
0: Twitter at Old Teapot. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still <laughs> mad he can't get it on Instagram. That pisses me off. Um, yes. If you wanna, if you like what we do, what we say, what you hear, you can one subscribe here. You got one of those Amazon Prime things, you can do one free Twitch sub every month. You got to do it every month because they don't want you to remember to use your free money. Um, but you can subscribe to us every month for free, technically. Um, <laughs> or you can subscribe 100% for free on YouTube. So you can watch these videos. Uh, pod, not podcasts. This is a podcast. Gameplay videos. Stream, highlights, all that fun stuff. There's some fun... Uh, E- or extra life videos that have been up since last year. I love them. Um, we're s- ridiculous. Uh, I think I posted the one of you being scared. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love. I love. Those are my favorite clips because you don't get scared often.
1: I don't. Game, A lot of horror game games, games are it. me cursing at things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Um, if you want to support us directly with the the monies, because um, we need it to keep the. What do I have it? I know, like, the. I think it says to keep the queso and oxygen flowing. At least it used to. I think I might have changed it. Keep Um, the
1: queso and oxygen flowing.
0: (laughs) Because, okay, so, Nate, I'm going to break your mind here. This is a space station. What? I have never (laughs) said this out loud. The way my brain works is this is a space station that we are living on. And that's the whole plot behind Space Time Taco. <laughs> that's why, if you ever look at our head, our drawings, we have matching spacesuits. Okay. <laughs> this is something that has never been said out loud to anybody. It has always just been up in my brain. I'm glad that I understand the lore behind what we are now. <laughs> and it expands even further, because if you ever look at my, my main Minecraft skin, I'm not wearing the space suit. I'm wearing what very much looks like a prisoner outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you make connections however you want from there. Uh, you want a jail space station? <laughs> No. <laughs> this will be eventually detailed further whenever I finally decide to put this in some format. Oh God. Um, I don't have
1: lore like VTubers. Oh, no. <laughs> I,
0: it's been in my head for years, and I've never said anything. I just I, I just wanted to. I don't know. It just broke. I had to say it. Um. Anyway, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody out there. Go inside. Oh, hey, you know what? I said to supporters in that episode. Where to support us? Patreon. We have a Patreon. Nate is <laughs> Nate is going through it, and I think I'm going to help him too. We're going to update it with mm-hmm. new stuff, um, because we need to, uh, because of the fact that we are now doing this virtually for the most part. Eventually, I want to get you know. Eventually, we'll be back in person. Um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, virtually, uh, <laughs> we, we removed the stipulation of being able to be on an episode. Uh, unless you live in the state. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. don't need to worry about that anymore. Um, but yeah, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash taco. or uh, you can, uh, what do they call it, buying us a coffee on, it's, it's Kofi. Somebody said it's not actually prena- supposed to be pronounced coffee, and I'm still calling bullshit on that.
1: I'm going to say it's pronounced coffee. It's just K-O-dot-F-I. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it dot? I thought it was dash. Shit.
1: No, dot, K-O-dot-F-I.
0: Slash Spacetime Taco. Yes. See ya. We love you. Thank you. Go inside and play the games.